Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by a member of season 20 of NBC's The Voice. The America's Kansas native was chosen by Blake Shelton during the blind auditions. She's talented and yet different. We welcome Savannah Chestnut. Hi. Savannah, let's go beyond the mic. Your town doesn't even have a thousand people in it. No. Yet, you've been performing and writing since the age of 13. How has music touched your soul? You know, it's just one of those things that's always been in me. I've just always really connected with music, always loved it, and it's been with me from the beginning. So, What made you try out for The Voice, and which coach were you hoping would turn for you? So I had actually kind of given up on trying out for shows like this one. I've tried out for The Voice and Idol in years past, like just a couple times, and then decided it wasn't for me. But I got contacted by a casting agent on my Instagram page, and they asked me to try out for the 20th season of The Voice. And I said, sure, couldn't hurt anything. Just try one more time. And it just sort of worked out. As far as the blind auditions go, I was really hoping to get both Blake and Kelly to turn around for me. But I always wanted to be on Blake's team, so it was totally fine with me that he was the only one that ended up turning. So you're you're near the end of your song. You put your heart and soul, and Blake still hasn't turned. Were you thinking, oh, no, I'm going home? Yeah, I, I kind of just, you know, I had prepared myself mentally before t- ahead of time and said, you know, if none of the coaches turn, I did my best, and this was a cool experience, and it'll still be a good opportunity no matter what. And towards the end of that song, it started looking like that's how things were going to go, that they just were kind of not interested. So I was just kind of dealing with that and just wanted to finish the song and sing it as well as I could and just be done. But I got lucky and he finally, <laughs> he finally turned around. Where were you when you were contacted? Um, I was actually just laying in bed by myself in my apartment when I got the phone call. They were like, hey, we want to fly you out and have you audition. And I was like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) So it kind of took me a second to process it. And I was like, hey, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And then I immediately called my mom and my best friend. And yeah, it was it was cool. Your friends, family and community have had your back along the way. How important will they be in the future for you? Oh, they've always been so supportive. My family. My mom in particular, she told me that if she ever thought that I didn't really have a chance or the talent that she would have told me years ago to maybe focus on something else. But my family and my friends have always believed that that I had the talent that it took to pursue a career in music and have always been behind me. And they've helped out when I've had to go on the road on the weekends or when I was in L.A. and watch my dog for me when I'm gone and check on things and Yeah, everyone's really had my back with it, and I've been really appreciative of that. Now, what kind of dog do you have? I have a Pyrenees Bernard mix, and he is a huge, fluffy white dog, and he's adorable and also a huge pain in my butt. So, What's his name? His name is Buckley. Now, your best friends and your band have to ground you, especially when people see you in a small town, and they're like, oh, my, she's on The Voice. She's a star. (laughs) I don't know. I, you know, it... I don't know how to explain it, but it hasn't really felt like anybody needed to remind me of my place. I, um, I try to stay pretty, uh, self-aware and I appreciate this big opportunity, but I also don't feel like I'm, you know, a lot more special now or, or entitled in any way. And my friends and my family obviously treat me the exact same way they always have. And most people around town do too, because I'm from here and, 
they've seen me before and it's not that big of a deal. There have been a couple occasions where people wanted to come up and take a picture with me or something like that, but I'm always just flattered and I try not to let it uh, get to my head too much. So Savannah Chestnut from NBC's The Voice joins us beyond the mic. Why does singing traditional sound of country music make you happy than the music which is being put out by national stars right now? That's a good question. I grew up listening to more traditional sounding country. And in general, I just relate to it better. I've always loved in country music, those heavy strings like fiddle. I like steel. I like lots of guitar. And a lot of the newer country doesn't have as much of that sound. It's much more like snap tracks and kind of poppy. It's much more party anthem, drinking beer on a tailgate versus like talking about working hard in real life and you know, heartbreak and family. And so I like to sing about those things, the more traditional side of country, um, personally. Which country music singers growing up were your idols? I never really aimed to be like anyone, but I will say I did, I always have and did then and still do admire uh, Miranda Lambert's songwriting and kind of her like tough girl country style. So she'd definitely be one that I looked up to when I started writing and performing. But aside from that, you've got so many amazing artists in country music that it's hard for me to just pick one. I've always loved Leanne Womack's voice. And she has some amazing songs that are completely underrated in my opinion. So artists like those two females have definitely been an inspiration to me. You've performed for Cheyenne Frontier Days music festivals, even opened up for some amazing acts. How will your time on The Voice change the way you see yourself? Well, you know, that's a good question. I'm not sure that uh, that it will. I still always see myself as having so much more work to do and having so much more improving to do. So it's actually been hard for me to sit back and, and just kind of congratulate myself a little bit and enjoy this moment and this success because I'm always focusing so hard on what I could have done better and what I need to do next. Okay, Savannah, it's time for the rocking eight, eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. (laughs) Since you like singing karaoke, what's your go-to karaoke song? Mm, Maybe tainted love. My eighties pop song, but I can't remember which artist that is. that sings tainted love. Soft cell. Yeah, I like to I like to be random with karaoke since I perform so many different country covers. How about your favorite color? Favorite color is green, I think. <laughs> if you could have a theme song, what would it be? Oh man, I always think of Bad Example by Pistolanis. Favorite road trip snack? Road trip snack? Oh, that's hard. I'm such a such a sweets person. Probably some kind of candy or french fries, fast food. It's a habit. <laughs> now, what are you afraid of? Nothing. No. <laughs> oh, uh, this the ocean. I'm a little afraid of the ocean because I've grown up in Kansas. It's very landlocked. And I used to have this like ridiculous nightmarish fantasy when I was swimming in the lake as a kid that there was like a shark in there or piranhas or something. And it freaked me out. <laughs> now, what car is your daily driver? Right now, a Mazda Tribute. I just had a... 98 uh chevy that i sold um and i that was my daily driver but (laughs) where's the best place you've ever played and you can't count the voice oh my gosh that's a really hard one because there have been a lot of a lot of good gigs i'd say 
Venue-wise, there's this little dive bar called Bucks out in Venice, Nebraska, where people go to listen. They don't talk a whole lot over you most of the time. And they're huge music fans that stay with you after just seeing you once, if you did a good job. So it's a tie between that and a performance I did at the Rocky Mountain Country Music Awards. It's an association out here. And I sang and played an original song on my acoustic guitar and the whole auditorium was just completely silent and they loved it. And they cheered like crazy when I was done. And I like, I almost cried because it was just such a cool feeling. What's one thing people don't know about you? Hmm. I am an open book. What don't they know? Come on. Everybody says they're an open book. Oh, but I really am. I don't have any, I tell, I talk so much, everything there is to know, people already know. I guess some viewers may not realize that red is not my natural hair color. So we could go with that. Wow. We learned something today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's time for the back half and Savannah Chestnut from NBC's The Voice joins us beyond the mic. How has Blake's coaching changed the way you'll perform in the future? Um, One thing that I took away from what Blake told me was that he felt like I was holding back in some way physically, not really vocally, but just physically. And that might've been because in my second performance on the show, I was not playing guitar and I'm used to having an instrument to hold. So I guess um, something I'm keeping in mind going forward is that I should probably be a little bit more active on stage to keep people engaged. Now this is a once in a lifetime experience. Tens of thousands of people try. You made it. How did the mentor show you something that will help you click in the future? Um, I guess just that, you know, the whole time, the whole time I've been working with the show, I just feel and felt like I didn't really belong there. I felt like somebody who just sort of lucked into the situation amongst all these really talented vocalists. And I was just sort of there among them by some sort of chance, but one thing I'm trying to change my mindset on is that is that I, I definitely did deserve the opportunity that came my way. It is very much a once in a lifetime thing. Um, you're absolutely right, but it does take some amount of talent to stand out amongst all of those people that that try out for this show. So I'm trying to <laughs> accept that and be a little bit more confident in my abilities. You've made wonderful friends on the show. Who are you the closest with? And who do you want to work with in the future? You know, I, I'm proud to say that I got some time bonding with everyone, but I spent a lot of time. Let's see. I hung out with Emma Caroline quite a bit. Um, I hung out with Pete Morose quite a bit. Um, Jordan and I kind of bonded over our love for comedy, Jordan Matthew Young. I also became really good friends with Aine. Um, she's a really cool girl and we spent a lot of time walking and talking together. So yeah, I got to know everybody, but those are probably the people I was the closest with while I was there. So who would you like to do a duet with in the future? I would honestly work with any of them. Uh, Jordan and I actually already kind of talked about having me do a trip out to Texas and us doing some shows together. And I think Pete and I have kind of talked about a similar thing. So honestly, I would work with any of them in a heartbeat. They are all amazing. What do you want to tell your fans and the people who have supported you on this path? Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for, for sticking with me. Um, whether you're somebody who is just now learning about me or you've been listening to me for years. And also that even though the show 
is something that just happened. I'm not brand new to this music thing, and I do have plenty of music available for you to listen to, and I am going to be releasing new music this year as well. So definitely stay tuned. Where can people find your work? You can find me just about everywhere. (laughs) Um, My Facebook page is called Savannah Chestnut and the Field Hands on Instagram, Savannah Chestnut Music. Um, I'm also on TikTok because that's a thing now these days. What's your favorite TikTok dance? I don't do the dances. I do. (laughs) I try to do the funny videos and those trends, but I don't. I don't do the dances. No one wants to see me dance. How did your experience go with your battle partner, Cam, when you're both trying to move on? Um, You know, I you're right. I definitely am the lead. I'm not used to harmonizing or really like sharing the stage with another singer normally. But neither my partner or I really looked at it as an actual competition. We bonded quite a bit and we really enjoyed each other's company and we really just wanted the best for each other. And as far as I could see, that's how pretty much every battle partner on that show treated each other as just friends and trying to sing the best performance they could together as a team rather than against each other. And that's exactly how my partner and I did it too. So um, we were going to kind of be happy no matter what happened. Time for one big question. When this experience ends, what's the future for you? Uh, Well, I actually, um, I've been telling people this the whole time, but uh, being on the show is definitely not something I ever expected or ever would have tried to plan for my career. Um, I always, since I've been a teenager, have been looking for ways to get out there more and push my music to new ears and go new places. But I did not ever imagine that this would happen. So Um, I just, you know, I tell people I've been making, I always wanted to make a career out of music and I've done that. I've been doing that. I'm going to keep doing that. And, uh, whatever else happens along the way is just icing on the cake. She snacks on candy or French fries, afraid of sharks, and is always willing to belt out soft sales, tainted love from (laughs) NBC's The Voice. Thanks, Savannah Chestnut, for taking the time to talk with us today. Awesome. Thank you. Great questions. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.